I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole? Hmm? I can see it in your eyes. I'm trying to free your mind, Neo. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What truth? You say you that you are a slave, Neo. Understand 20-year-olds fall in and out of love more often than they change their oil filters, which they should do more often. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. You have to let it all go, Neil. Fear, doubt, disbelief. Free your mind. It doesn't matter who we are. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. How do you define real? You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. After this, there is no turning back. Are we clear? Crystal. And the beauty harbored there. I try to understand through the mirrors of nature. Welcome to Third Degree Mind. Glad to have you here today. You know, there's something about Friday that puts everyone in a good mood. The work week is over, the weekend is ahead, a much-needed break is right around the corner. And the more miserable you are at work, the more you look forward to Friday, because you're excited for that weekend. Maybe you have plans to do something exciting, maybe you just don't want to be at work. And you're just happy that you're going to be sitting at home doing nothing for the next two days. And that can really be a great feeling. But you know, as well as I do, that feeling of euphoria is always really just temporary. It's it's short-lived. The weekend only lasts two days. I mean, you go through work on Friday probably in an above-average mood. And then you get out of work and you feel like everything is amazing. You go have some drinks for happy hour, you hang out with some friends, you enjoy your Friday night, you get to sleep in Saturday morning, maybe stay in your sweats all day, and before you know it, it's Saturday night, now it's Sunday morning, and now you're already thinking about that dreaded Monday morning all over again. So it's a very short-lived euphoria. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today on this Friday, And not that I'm trying to crush your excitement that you might be feeling today, because it is Friday. I'm not really trying to get you to focus on Monday morning when it is Friday. But I want you to think about the concept of the short-lived euphoria. And you know, when I think about it, another great example of this, perhaps on a larger scale, is New Year's. Here we are eight days into 2021. And I want you to think back to New Year's Eve and the days leading up to it. Like think about Christmas and the days following and how you felt about the fact that 2020 was coming to a close. And every year, people get excited for New Year's. 
you know, the concept of a New Year's resolution, this idea that I can make a goal for myself and I'm going to improve my life during this new year. People come up with things like losing weight, eating healthy, finding a better job, whatever it might be. And one thing I notice about these New Year resolutions that people make, it isn't usually prompted by the fact that they suddenly want to make a change about themselves. It's actually based on the realization of some flaw within yourself. Let me explain what I mean here, because I want you to think about this. Take a popular New Year's resolution, going to the gym and working out. Seems like a great idea, healthy, active, taking care of yourself, all of that. But it's not really a true desire to do those things. It's more of a realization that you maybe don't have the body that you want, and you don't do those things now. You don't eat well. You don't work out. You aren't a very active person. So these are things that are seen as negatives, and then the resolution is supposed to get rid of those negatives, right? It's about uh, self-improvement. But you don't ever see professional athletes making a resolution to go be more active in the gym. They already are. So it's not that being active in the gym is a great New Year's resolution. It's only a great resolution if you aren't in good shape or taking care of yourself uh, come November and December. That's what makes it a good New Year's resolution. Now let's go back to my original comparison here to the weekend the feeling on Friday I mentioned that if you hate your job so much then Friday means a lot more to you than it does to the guy who has his dream job the reason Friday matters and has such significance that is all relative to how much you dislike Monday through Thursday if you're absolutely miserable, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's what makes Friday a little bit better. But if you love your job, you love going to work, you work for yourself, you run your own business, you whatever you're doing, you just absolutely love what you're doing, Friday doesn't really mean that much to you because it's just another day. I mean, that's just what happens. So... A couple of weeks ago, when New Year started to become a real big thing, we were realizing and we were actually nearing the end of 2020. We're, we're coming to realize that this year is actually going to end soon. And that was something that everybody thought might never happen. You know, it seemed so far away when we were in the beginning of this pandemic and we had the riots through the summer. And we had the political turmoil surrounding the election. Every, everybody felt like, God, is this year ever going to end? So then, when we start coming down to it, December 26th, December 27th, those le days leading up to New Year's, this year is actually coming to an end. And we're there, or we're almost there. We were winding down those last few days and the excitement started to build. The energy was there, the anticipation for a new year. And it was mostly because of how shitty 2020 was. It had nothing to do with what was going to happen in 2021. 
it was just about the end of 2020. Just like, you know, like I'm I'm making I'm making a comparison between that with New Year. If it's a shitty year, New Year's is a big deal. If your work week is shitty, Friday is a big deal. Kind of the same concept. 2020 was a terrible year for many. And the idea of a new year started to really get everyone pumped up. I want to read you something that I wrote on New Year's Eve and uh, shared on Facebook. Boy, it's been a year. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Pandemics, riots, politics, heartache, loss, suffering. Seeing both the best and worst of humanity throughout a turbulent year that we all wish to be done with. No, the world won't magically be a better place when we wake up tomorrow morning, check our text messages and social media, and find the number 2021 written across the top of the screen. The pain that we suffered in 2020 will still be there tomorrow when we wake up. There will still be a hole in our hearts for those who have for those we have lost over the last year. And that's the same every New Year's, I guess. What really matters is not that we falsely believe that the world will magically fix itself overnight when the clock clock strikes 12, but the fact that New Year's represents something that is important for all of humanity. Hope. Life moves forward no matter what is thrown at us. The world keeps spinning. The sun will continue to rise and set just like it always has. The significance of a new year and new beginnings stems in the idea that the sun not only will rise tomorrow as we enter a new year, but the hope that these dark times are not permanent. 2020 is not permanent, and neither is the suffering that it induced within so many of our lives. Don't be fooled into thinking that your life will magically be different when you wake up tomorrow. That's not what New Year's is really about. It's about the hope that all dark chapters in life will be closed and concluded. January 1st, 2021 will not bring a magic miracle, and I'm not asking you to believe that it will, but have hope that just as the chapter titled 2020 is coming to a close, Dark times are also temporary. 2020 will soon be your past. That gives us hope that eventually the pain of 2020 will also be our past. We are resilient. We are strong. We made it through a tough year, and that is a message of hope as we move forward. The night is darkest just before the dawn. Good night, 2020. I'll be right back on Third Degree Mind. Don't go away. Hey guys, it's Jay of Third Degree Mind Podcast. If you're a regular listener of Third Degree Mind, I hope you found an easy way to download and stream all of the latest content. There are a bunch of ways that you can do that and make sure that you're always getting up-to-date notifications when we release a new episode. I want to make sure that you found one of those so that you're always able to listen to Third Degree Mind on demand and that we don't lose touch. The majority of our audience gets Third Degree Mind from CastBox. You can go to castbox.fm on the web or download the CastBox app using your Android or Apple device and then search for Third Degree Mind. And don't forget to click subscribe. Another option is if you have an Apple device like an iPhone, Third Degree Mind is available for free in the Apple iTunes store. Just search Third Degree Mind and click subscribe. 
Third Degree Mind is produced on Podbean, so you can always find all the available episodes there at thirddegreemind.podbean.com. And of course, you can subscribe there as well. Podbean also has mobile apps for your Android or Apple device to make it even easier to find all of our content and subscribe so that you'll always get up-to-date notifications when new content is released. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My friends, this last year... uh, And none of us know what 2021 is going to bring, or how it'll be different, if it'll even be an improvement. We want to have hope that it'll be better. We want to have hope that we are finally coming to the end of this very long and dark tunnel. But I guess my point is, the reason that this new year was a big deal, or at least, you know, it was for me, is, like I said, it's not that we were expecting to wake up and see a completely different world on January 1st. It was really just about that message of hope. And that message of hope becomes stronger when the dark times are darkest. I'm really fascinated about that fact about uh, human emotions. I've talked about that kind of thing on this program before, you know, with talking about missing people. I had an episode in the past that that dealt with missing people and grieving and loss. And the ones that you miss the most are of course the ones that you loved the most. If you didn't love the person, you didn't the the feeling of missing them is not as bad. Think about these things. The feeling of missing someone is strongest when you love that person. Likewise, the feeling of hope is strongest in the most hopeless of times. If the world doesn't feel hopeless, then there is no need for hope. There is no need for New Year's and change and resolutions and new beginnings. You don't need any of that. Those things come out of dark times. And oh, was 2020 a dark time? But my friends, we are out of that now. Not that we are out of the bad times, and the world is magically perfect now, but we are out of 2020. We are out of the mindset that this is the worst year ever. The pandemic will soon be slowing down. The election is over, and hopefully hopefully all the drama that came along with it is almost over too. And yes, in a lot of ways, this probably still feels like 2020. You know, we're still living in a pandemic The death toll is still rising. Our nation's capital fell under attack earlier this week. Some of these things happening in our country that we can only scratch our heads and think, where did we go wrong? I mean, I can tell you that one area that those protesters went wrong this week is focusing too much of their energy on one thing, so much that an extremist political belief led to the taking hostage of our most sacred building, costing several people their lives, essentially, to make a political statement. Some people are even even, uh, uh, pointing fingers at them and calling it treason and wondering if any of those protesters might be charged with treason against our nation. 
So that's what I would say a lot of protesters went wrong in their thinking that politics was so important to their life and their future to the point that they are willing to risk their life to make that statement. And to me, that's wrong. And and let me clarify here. When I say that that's wrong, I don't mean it's morally wrong. I don't mean it's illegal. I'm not talking about the law here. I'm talking about one's emotional balance. That's what we talk about on this program is emotional balance and, and mental health and uh, improving your life and your outlook on life and and in the world and things like that. So when I say it's wrong to prioritize something like that and make it so important that you're willing to risk all these things, that's what I mean when I say it's wrong to do that because that's a good way to destroy your mental health and your emotional balance and your happiness. If politics are that important to you that you're going to do that and you're going to risk what you're risking, then you're not a happy person. And that's the tragedy in all of that. Many of us are upset with the politics in this country, the direction the country has gone. But those things are just a piece of who I am. My feelings and politics and... and uh, all these things going on in the country, those are a piece, those those things are a piece of me. That's not my whole life. If that was my whole life, there'd be no hope for being happy. And that's what I mean when I say it's wrong. Like I said, I'm not saying that these people were morally wrong or what they did was Ill- illegal. I'm I'm not getting into that debate about First Amendment rights and rights to protest, rights to... Uh, free speech. I'm, 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 I'm not touching any of those topics on this program. All I'm saying is that for the sake of being happy and being whole and being content in your life and, and loving life, you can't behave that way if your goal is to be happy. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Because at the end of the day, if this political movement is so crucial right now that it's worth risking your life over, then that means you must also believe that the present world is just so bad that it's essentially not worth living in. It's like the guy looking forward to the weekend because he hates his job so strongly and he's so miserable But what happens at the end of that weekend? What happens every Monday morning? He has to go back to work. He has to go back to his miserable life that he doesn't like. The protester gets arrested and charged with federal crimes of treason. Didn't accomplish anything. The couch potato realizes that he can't keep his goal of hitting the gym five days a week or six days a week. So he gives up altogether and the depression returns and his New Year's resolution has failed by February. So my question, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Is the biggest problem here the failure? Let me me rephrase. Is it the fault of the employee when Monday comes back around? Is it the fault of the employee when Monday comes back around. Of course not. 
It's not his fault Monday comes. Many people will mock the couch potato when he gives up on his gym goals. But is that failure really the big issue here? Is the highlight the fact that he failed at his New Year's resolution? Well, a lot of people will tell you, think about this, because I'm using a couple different analogies here to paint the same picture, so stay with me. A lot of people will tell the cynical employee that he needs to focus more of his energy on enjoying his weekend. Have you ever heard this advice before? Rather than dreading, so it's Saturday and you tell your friend, rather than dreading the week ahead, you know, don't worry about Monday. Rather than thinking about that, you need to spend your day really decompressing and enjoy your weekend. That's what's important. That's what they say. Do the things that make you happy. Enjoy your weekend, etc., etc. My friends, I'm going to ask it. Do you agree with that advice? It's Sunday afternoon. He's just absolutely dreading going back to work the following day. And you tell him that he needs to forget about work and enjoy what's left of the weekend. Is that good advice? My friends, remember why the weekend is so treasured to this man. It's because of how much he hates his job. And 90% of the population would give this man the advice that I just said. That he needs to focus more energy on enjoying his two-day weekend. Are you kidding me? That's terrible advice. What about the other five days? Folks, this problem didn't begin on Sunday when he starts dreading Monday. This problem begins with his dreading of Monday. The reason this guy's not happy is because he hates his job. Focus your energy on your weekend. Well, that's great advice for two days a week. But how about thinking about a path that leads him to happiness? Helping him get to a point that he feels more fulfilled and serving his purpose in a job that is meaningful to him. After all, why does it matter how happy you are on your two-day weekend if you hate yourself during your five-day work week? Who cares how much the fun, how, excuse me, who cares how much fun a weekend is when the week sucks. But that's how people look at a situation. They judge this hypothetical character for the fact that he can't enjoy his weekend. And very few people actually think to help him heal his work week. If he were to do this successfully, he would end up not being anxious on the weekend. He wouldn't be worried about the looming Monday. Folks, self-improvement is a whole process. It's about working on the whole you, not just weekend you, not just two-day-a-week you. We want to work on the whole you. And your career, your five-day-a-week job, is a big part of who you are. And likewise, when we talk about things like New Year's resolutions and what we want to accomplish in 2021, things like eating right, that is a great goal to have. 
But if I fail at that goal on January 3rd, is that really my biggest failure? Is the fact that I ate a McDonald's cheeseburger on January 3rd the reason that I'm a failure? No. My biggest failure was in 2020 and probably even earlier years when I established a habit of eating so much junk food that now I can't even go three days without it. The whole package of who I am today includes a lot of who I was and what I experienced in 2020. Just because it's a new year doesn't mean that who I was in 2020 didn't follow me into 2021. So when I slip up this year, the slip up is not my biggest failure. My biggest failure goes back before 2021. So when you look at your own life, I hope some of these little analogies kind of kind of uh, shed some light on some things for you. If you're one of those people who lives for Friday, ask yourself, why is that? And I'm not talking about because you have a trip to the Bahamas planned for next week. So that's why you lived for this Friday. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every Friday. If you live for it Friday every week, You need to find a way to live for Monday through Thursday, too. That's the the majority of your life takes place on Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday, during the week. Because no matter how much you love that weekend, it's, it's a small part of a long week. And weekends are a small part of a long life. Those Mondays will always follow. If you want to work on the whole package of you, then you have to be willing to accept that you need to be doing something that makes you feel fulfilled. You need to be doing something in your career that makes you feel rewarded and like you're doing something positive and that you enjoy doing and that you uh, are willing to get up and do every day. You need to have a career path that you respect and makes you proud to do what you do. If you're at that point, Friday is probably still a good day for you. I mean, everybody likes the weekend, but you don't live for it. In a lot of ways, Friday becomes just like any other day. Friday becomes a little bit less special. But that's because you enjoy life seven days a week instead of only two. So my friends, if you love life, Friday really is just another day. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Third Degree Mind. We'll see you again soon. Hey, it's Jay, creator and host of Third Degree Mind Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I wanted to close really quick by reminding you that Third Degree Mind is produced primarily for entertainment purposes and is not intended to treat or diagnose any mental illness and is not intended to replace clinical psychiatry. I am not a licensed therapist or physician, so if you feel that you need mental health treatment, please always seek that appropriate care in your area. If you're feeling actively suicidal, please call 911 or take yourself to an emergency room. If you're in the U.S., you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 24-7 at 1-800-273-8255 or contact them using their online chat service at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And once again, they are available 24-7.